This is Boston Scott, and you're listening to the Birds Banter Podcast. I'm living in that 21st century, doing something mean to it. Do it better than anybody you ever seen do it. Screams from the haters, got a nice ring to it. I guess every superhero need his theme music. No one man should have all that power. The clock's ticking, I just count the hours. Stop tripping, I'm tripping off the power. What is going on, Eagles Nation? Welcome to the latest episode of the Birds Banter Podcast. This is your host, Matt Loopy. You can find us on social media at Birds Banter on Twitter, at Birds Banter PHL on Instagram. Thank you for joining us today um, for this week's episode. It is basically the end of the season for the Eagles. Um, we're going to be reviewing what happened against Dallas a little bit into the offseason Um and then just laying out the future of the podcast, what kind of content we're going to be going over this offseason. The offseason is one of the most exciting parts of the NFL season. I'm sure we can all agree we love seeing our favorite teams out there. We love watching the Eagles, supporting them. I mean, we could say the same for every single sport out there. Um, The Sixers are back in action. I'm sure everybody's loving those. If you guys are a uh, full-on Philadelphia sports fan, However, uh, the offseason is just super excited. You got the draft to look forward to, free agency, trades, um, training camp. Everything is super excited. A lot of hype for every every single team, frankly. And it's a big offseason for the Eagles. So we're going to be talking a bit about uh, what the future of the podcast is going to be, what, what we're going to cover, and uh, just what you can expect as a listener and um, what you're going to be in store for for the next several months. Um, so stay tuned. Um, it's going to be a solo episode for me today, talking about what happened with the Eagles and a little bit going forward before this Week 17 matchup against the Washington football team. All right, so first things first, the Eagles went to Dallas last week. Um, this was a huge game for the Eagles, and there was a low chance that they were going to make the playoffs. They would have to have a lot of things go their way, but the biggest things were beat Dallas and have Carolina beat Washington in Week 16. And off to a great start for the, for both of those, frankly. Um, we had Carolina up, I believe, 20-3 to at one point on Washington at halftime. The Eagles came out looking amazing. Uh, a little bit of a slow start, and then all of a sudden, um, Jalen Hurts, it got called back, um, that one touchdown run he had. But, man, you, you just see how you know, valuable he is as a dual-threat quarterback. He is a very good threat throwing the ball, but he is phenomenal running the football. I mean, we've seen that at Alabama. We saw that at Oklahoma. However, when I was watching him, his tape from college, uh, if you guys have been listening for a while, I've pointed this out time after time, it kind of concerned me that he looked like he was a run-first quarterback. Um, Similar to what Lamar Jackson is, I don't want to classify him as a run-first quarterback because I think he is kind of undervalued as a passer. People kind of underrate him in that category. Um, but my my whole um, statement about that is a quarterback who's going to look at the first option, if it's not there, they're going to tuck and run the ball. That's exactly what he did at Oklahoma. And it concerned me. I didn't think he was going to make an immediate impact, whether he was coming in for a couple of plays um, in, in lieu of Carson Wentz, like as we saw um, earlier in the year. I know Carson Wentz stayed on the field for most of those plays, but as a gadget player, or as a full-time quarterback. It kind of concerned me because I'm thinking it's going to be easy for defenses to read. He's going to have a tough time. Uh, They're going to stack the box. 
preventing him or Miles Sanders to run. They're going to try to force him to throw the ball. It's not going to end well. And he has really proved me wrong um, from the half against the Packers and then New Orleans and then Arizona where he had 400 total yards and then the first half against Dallas. He has shown time after time that he is excelling phenomenally as a quarterback. Over the offseason, it seemed like the Eagles were almost trying to sell us on this pick the entire time. They're, they're saying Jalen Hurts is doing amazing in training camp. He's he's looking really good. All the reporters are saying he has a great deep ball. And I think a lot of people just took it with a grain of salt because people are thinking that he's going to be a running back on this team. They were thinking that he was going to step in for a couple of plays to mix things up, keep the offense fresh. And, you know, he was never going to really throw the ball much. And that's what we saw earlier in the year. But it seemed like everybody was right. All these reports in the offseason, how how prepared he was, how mature he was. We are seeing that on and off the field now that he is the starting quarterback for the rest of the season. He is going to start Week 17 against Washington. Um, unfortunately, the Eagles did not pull out the victory against Dallas Cow- against the Dallas Cowboys, and that did eliminate them from any sort of playoff contention. Going back three years, 2017, 2018, 2019, the Eagles made the playoffs all three years. 2017, they won the NFC East. 2018, snuck in with a wild card. And then 2019, last year, that phenomenal run with Carson Wentz, uh, four games in a row at the end of the season, stuck into the NFC East um, as the champion with the fourth seed in the playoffs. So all I got to say is, the whole idea that we were kind of getting used to the Eagles making the playoffs, and it hasn't been pretty, don't get me wrong. Um, even the Super Bowl year, yeah, it was a phenomenal year, but Nick Foles had to come in for an injured Carson Wentz. He was not lights out when he started. You have to remember that um, the game against the Oakland Raiders, or yeah, they were still the Oakland Raiders back then um, in 2017. That was not a pretty game. Christmas Day, actually. And then the Giants, they really held them close. Um, and then the first round of the playoffs, after the bye, they played the Falcons and barely squeaked away with that win. They could have been eliminated first round. So it seemed like ever since Carson Wentz got hurt, yeah, we did get the Super Bowl after that. But it's been pretty shaky for the Eagles. And in the Super Bowl parade speech, you know, we're envisioning Carson Wentz coming back strong. These leaders that just won a Super Bowl, we're going to start a dynasty. A lot of people were expecting that in uh, the Eagles organization because we had a young quarterback and a young coach that looked like they were going to be the most promising quarterback and coach duo in the entire league. And Doug Peterson said, get used to this. This is the new norm in Philadelphia. Everybody just, you know, I still get chills hearing that. Because as an Eagles fan, I know I'm younger. I know there's a lot of people out there that waited a lot longer than me to see an Eagles Super Bowl. But we have all seen horrendous seasons in this Eagles organization. 2020 included and for the fact to see them win a Super Bowl and then after that you're just thinking in your mind they have this team they have this organization that they can make a, an impact every single season and that the coach is so invested that we're going to be standing on this stage very soon um, you know it was it was very reassuring and very exciting to be an Eagles fan in 2017 2018 however it's been shaky ever since um, but we did kind of get that new norm. We got into the playoffs two years after, um, two consecutive years. A lot of teams can't say that. There's a lot of shakeup in the NFL every single year. Um, right now, we're seeing the Browns and the AFC sneak in. The Colts are going to sneak in, possibly. Uh, we still got to see how the AFC is uh, switching up. But 
We're going to see the Dolphins possibly. The Patriots are going to be out. You know, in, in the NFC, Washington is going to sneak in. We're going to see, you know, the the Packers at the top. It's crazy to see every single year we see differences, and there's always teams that are going to stay true and um, always be in the playoffs. And it seemed like the past couple of years, the Eagles were one of those teams. They were up there with the Patriots. They were up there with the Saints, these premier teams in the entire league year in and year out. Now we don't get that in 2020. And I'm disappointed. Um, although I did find it attractive to get a high draft pick, and the Eagles are slated to have a good draft pick right now. Um, they're going to be picking at number six right now if the season ended today. And although that's that's fine and great, man, it, it, nothing compares to the playoffs. And I don't say that because I expect the Eagles to make a run and win the Super Bowl if they got in. But just the playoff atmosphere, you always want your team to compete. That's why you play the game. And if you guys listen to J.J. Watt after the Texans game um, in, in front of the media, he put the team on blast He was because they, they played a pretty good game. Um, they were getting, you know, it was a shootout against the Bengals, which it shouldn't have. They should have been winning that handily. But they were up, and then the game got taken away from them. And he's saying, I don't care if we have four wins. And this pertains to the Eagles as well. The Eagles have four wins right now. It's like, I don't care if we have four wins because – we get paid handsomely. We still have fans that support us every day. We have a city that has our back. We have people that message us, um, wear our jerseys, and we can't even put in effort on the football field. It's pathetic. He called out his entire team and really was a kind of a wake-up call for me as a fan because in my mind, I'm like, oh, you see Devontae Smith. You see Jam- uh, Jamar Chase. You see Micah Parsons, Patrick Certain. You're like, I would love to have one of the go- those guys top five in the draft. It's amazing. That's what you want. That's going to turn this team around. But then you hear what's going inside the mind of a player like J.J. Watt, these competitors. You play the game to win. You don't play the game to sit down. Yes, there are exceptions. Um, The Jaguars right now, they were handed the first overall pick. And yeah, when you got a generational talent like Trevor Lawrence falling to you at one, you just you have to sit down and lose. I, I completely agree with that. Um, that's going to set their franchise up very nicely in the future. I'm sure he's much happier to go there than the New York Jets. However, a team like the Eagles, which have the opportunity to, to compete every single year, you have to compete. You, If you have a rookie quarterback that you want to be the guy for the next you know, several years, you want that experience his first year. That would be phenomenal for him, a rookie, rookie quarterback in the second round, to turn the team around um, and, you know, over the $128 million man in Carson Wentz. So although it has been disappointing, I got to say that the most exciting part of the season came in week 17 or week 16, I'm sorry, against the Cowboys. I think you guys know what I'm talking about. That play to Deshaun Jackson, the 81-yard touchdown pass from Jalen Hurts to Deshaun Jackson was the single-handedly the most exciting part of the 2020 season. There were some exciting parts. You got the touchdown Pass to Boston Scott. We had the Eagles starting off hot in the first half against Washington in week one. Um, there are a few things sprinkled here and there. We got, you know, pick six, stuff like that. No, nothing is going to compare. Deshaun Jackson, you know, I feel bad for him. Um, all Eagles fans were super excited to see him come back in 2019 after he was, you know, unfortunately cut by Chip Kelly. Went to the then Washington Redskins. And then went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he was still good. He was still showing that speed. Came back to the Eagles to be that speed threat for a couple of years until he retired. 
2019, he had terrible luck with injuries. 2020, he came back another bad year with injuries. And he comes back in a game that meant a lot for the Eagles. And wow, he he impressed. Um, he had one catch, 81 yards for a touchdown. And um, it just goes to show, it, it, it was really my only wish for the end of the season. Yes, I wanted to make the playoffs, but my only other wish was let Deshaun Jackson end his career on a high note. I don't think he's going to be back next year. I don't think he's going to be on another team next year. I think he is the kind of guy that wants to end with the Eagles. I think he knows, after seeing these injuries the past couple of seasons, I think he knows that the end is near in his career. I think he should call, he should call it a career, end on a high note. And he got that. He got the, that against the Cowboys, um, especially in Dallas. I'm sure he really enjoyed that. He would definitely love to do it in front of the fans in Philly, but uh, we can't have fans right now. So did it in front of the crowd in Dallas, Texas, and 81-yard touchdown. That was special. That was, you know, the most – put a big smile on my face. I'm sure the same with all of you. So if we can walk away with one positive, it's definitely that. you got to be happy for Deshaun Jackson after everything that he's gone through his entire career. Listen up, fellas. 2020 sucked. It's almost the new year, which means new balls with our sponsor, Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming, offering precision-engineered tools for your family jewels and helping 2 million men all over the world get rid of hair on their balls. If you let yourself go in 2020 while in quarantine, Manscaped is here to reboot and stay clean and shaved in 2021. The worst part about 2020 was definitely this Philadelphia Eagles season. I said it last week. I'm going to say it again. Four wins in 16 weeks, not what anybody expected. And uh, listen... Manscaped is here to give you a fresh start in 2021 with our perfect package 3.0 that has all the right tools for the job. Come out with quarantine with clean balls thanks to the Lawnmower 3.0. This waterproof and skin-safe trimmer will reduce nicks to your two best friends. The third-generation trimmer even has a light to give you the glow-up you need in 2021. It's also time to freshen up down there this year with a crop preserver. It's an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put you already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? And for on-the-go freshness, you'll love the Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray. 2020 was awful, so make sure your boys are refreshed and ready to go for new beginnings in 2021. Manscaped even threw in their shed travel bag to give you all the goodies stored comfortably. Speaking of comfort, the Manscaped anti-chafing boxer briefs are also included and are hands down the best underwear you will ever wear. A guy with hairy balls is like the year 2020. Don't be that guy. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code PHL at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping at the at uh, manscaped.com with the code PHL. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code PHL. Happy New Year to your balls. All right, so there's a lot to talk about this offseason with what the Eagles are going to do pretty much everywhere, Um, not only at quarterback and wide receiver, pretty much every position on the field, the coaches, the front office, there's a lot. Um, It's just overwhelming, I got to say. But I do have some ideas of what they will do. And they're not going to be hot takes and everything that people on most sports radio are going to be saying and shooting at you and, you know, you just got to take it. 
I want to, you know, back some stuff up. So I'm going to bring on some great guests um, this offseason to talk about stuff and give you my own opinions and back it up with why I think I'm correct. So I'm going to lay it out for you real quick. Um, just briefly what I think the Eagles should be looking at this offseason. First of all, a lot of people are very upset with Doug Peterson and Howie Roseman, rightfully so. I've said this pretty much all season. I'm staying true to this. I think the Eagles' struggles the past couple of years have been more coaching staff than front office because Howie Roseman is hes a good general manager. All things considered, we got to admit that. He put together a kick-ass team in 2017 that took over the league. And, you know, he I know Chip Kelly was taken over when he was here, but before that, he was decent. You know, it's not like he's this awful general manager. Um, I know you can make the debate, you know, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside over D.K. Metcalf, Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson. But hey, I'm going to raise you another conversation. I've never seen a general manager miss on as many draft picks or not only miss on draft picks, but incorrectly evaluate other players in the league as much as Harry Roseman has in the past. And I don't think that is a testament to how bad he's been doing. I think it's more the coaching staff. Because, frankly, I'll be honest with you. When the Eagles drafted J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, I didn't know a lot about the kid. I didn't. I, everybody was so obsessed with D.K. Metcalf that offseason. Every team would love to have him, especially fall into the second round. That's, a, that's an easy pick to make with a um, very premium player that you're going to be getting. So... Obviously, my eyes were on DK Metcalf. AJ Brown was another one. Marquise Brown, another great receiver from that draft class. Uh, Terry McLaurin, to name a couple others. JJ Ortega Whiteside, I knew a little bit about him, not a whole lot. I didn't think the Eagles were going to be taking him, but hey, it made sense at the time. He was very successful at Stanford. He kind of fits the mold of an Alshon Jeffrey. When, when the Eagles move on from Alshon Jeffrey in the future, JJ can take that rollover. Hey, it didn't work out. That's okay. Not every draft pick is going to pan out and be a future pro bowler. That's what you want, but it doesn't happen. Everybody that watches football know that that doesn't happen. Draft picks always turn out to be busts um, almost every year. You're always going to have a bust in every draft class. So JJ was, I'm just going to use him, his, him as an example, sorry, um, because I know he gets a lot of hate from the Eagles fan base and a lot of people hate Javi Roseman for it. But if you look back at his tape at Stanford, even his training camp the first year with the Eagles, he impressed a lot of people. He was a great receiver. In training camp, people were saying that he he was doing things people didn't even expect him to do. His route running was great. He was catching everything. Even this past year, he was catching touchdown after touchdown in training camp, impressing everybody. Then he gets on the field and he can't do anything. The, the, the talent is there. The skill is there. When you get him on the field, when you game plan for him, there's nothing. You have nothing to show for it. I'm pretty sure Travis Fulgham, who's played, you know, in those four or five games that he blew up in the league, he had more receiving yards than JJ did in two seasons. It's inexcusable, but I don't think it's on Howie. I think that's on Doug Peterson. And I think these guys need to work better. Howie needs to collaborate with Doug and vice versa. They need to come together and think about which player is going to make an impact. Which player can you work with? Which player should I draft? I like this guy. Do you, can you work with him? I can work with this guy. Can you draft him? 
That's the conversation you need to have, and I don't think the Eagles have been having that conversation the past couple of years. J.J. is not a bad receiver. On the Eagles, he's a bad receiver. Same thing with Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, he had a few. He had a couple good seasons. His rookie year, and then uh, this past year in 2019, awful. Completely awful with the Eagles. And then he goes to Oakland, or Las Vegas, sorry, and blown it up. You know, people are rostering him in fantasy football. That hasn't happened since 2017. So I think we're seeing a trend here. We're seeing a trend in, quote-unquote, bad drafting. But you can also see a trend in bad coaching. These guys just aren't being developed properly, and they're not putting on any sort of, uh, you know, showing their talent on the football field. So in my mind, if one had to go, I'm getting rid of Doug Peterson. I'm not getting rid of Howie Roseman. Um, I, I would say I know a lot about how the salary cap works, how the draft process works. Um, I'm trying, I try a lot to think like I'd be Howie Roseman. And, you know, it, it's unrealistic to trade for DeAndre Hopkins and Stephon Diggs in the same offseason, sign Robbie Anderson, everything that Eagles fans want. It's not realistic, especially given the Eagles cap situation. Howie Roseman is doing a decent job with what he's been given. He's also the guy that people, that the people out there that like Jalen Hurts, he drafted Jalen Hurts. Um, he brought in Greg Ward. Yeah, it took him a while, but he brought in Greg Ward. Greg Ward's been good these past two years. Travis Fulgham, another guy he brought in. You know, He's made an impact on this team. So I think Doug Peterson is the one because we've seen a regression ever since Frank Reich left. John Filippo, also, for that matter. And it's been steep. A little bit of a fall off in 2018. 2019, it's more. 2020, the creativity, the offensive production is non-existent until Jalen Hurts comes in. So I'm frustrated with Doug Peterson. I think he can be a good coach but he needs a better play caller and a better offensive mind behind him, which the Eagles don't have right now. If you can get someone like a Frank Reich behind you, sure. But I don't see a coach that's going to do it. You know, you you see Doug Peterson, you see him struggling. You, you see a team with a lot of talent and a lot of potential. Guys are going to want the head coaching job. They're not going to sit back for a couple of years and learn under Doug Peterson when they could be doing a better job. So I think Doug Peterson has to go. I'm giving Howie Roseman one more shot in the biggest draft and biggest offseason he is going to ever have coming up in 2021. This is the biggest offseason in Howie Roseman's career. If he stays, if he does well, there's your GM for the future. He's still very young. And if he flops, get rid of him. I'll accept, I'll accept my, uh, my bad take there. Give him one more year. Doug, I don't think Doug should be the Eagles head coach anymore. Um, as far as quarterbacks... Oh, it's tough. It's tough because we've seen now with both Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts that they can both be great, but they can both really look really bad. And I think when both look really bad, a lot of the finger pointing can be at the coaching staff. You can say, hey, they're <laughs> the play calling is awful. They're not playing to the quarterback strengths. That is why they're struggling. You saw it with Carson Wentz this year. You saw it with Jalen Hurts against the Cowboys. A lot of it was like, come on. It's not like you're getting mad at Jalen. It's Doug. What are you doing, man? Look, you got you got a quarterback that can, that can do it all. Why are you not calling the same plays as the first half when he was tearing it up? So it's a tough situation for the Eagles. 
You have a lot of potential with both quarterbacks. Frankly, only one can stay. After you just put Carson Wentz in the situation where he finally thinks he gets rid of Nick Foles, you bring in you know, Jalen Hurts and a second-round draft pick. It's, it's terrible for his confidence. I think he just needs a new start. I would love to see him stay in Philly. If, if everything can work out, he can return to his normal form as a as a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback. But, man, I think he needs a fresh start. I think mentally, he he doesn't belong in Philly anymore. And it's disappointing to say, but I think Jalen Hurts can have a future in Philly. I was fully you know invested in Jalen Hurts after that Cardinals game. Um, he showed me things that I did not expect out of a second-round rookie especially coming in this late in the year with a very torn up team and trying to lead them to the playoffs. He did it all on the ground through the air. Jalen hurts was the man for a couple of a couple of weeks and the half against the Cowboys. He stole the hearts of a lot of Eagles fans. Now a lot of people are going back to Carson Wentz. So I'm not sure what's going to happen there at quarterback. Um, if there was no dead money associated with Carson Wentz, and you can get rid of him and save a bunch of money. I would say, yeah, get rid of Wentz you got a cheaper option and a younger option in Hurts. However, there's a lot of money tied to Carson Wentz. You're going to have to take a pretty big dead cap hit, whether you cut him or trade him this offseason, which I'm sure both are possibilities, mainly trade. So you got to think about the financials. If the Eagles think that they can revive Carson Wentz back to his normal form, trade Jalen Hurts for a second or third round pick, there you go. Stay with Wentz. If they don't think Wentz can function with his offense anymore, if they're going to keep Doug Peterson around, if they want to keep Jalen Hurts as well, then you got to trade Carson Wentz. Roll with Jalen Hurts. The future is now. Get him on the team. Get him starting all 16 games. I'll see, I guess 17 games next year. We're going to be switching to a 17-game season. Um, but, yeah, it's crazy. But, you know, I'm telling you now, I'm going to have a lot more content about this because this is a big Big topic this offseason. So we're going to bring on a lot of people to talk about it, uh, maybe some salary cap experts, and talk about really what it would take to trade both of them and uh, what the implications of that would be. So it's going to be fun. Um, my head is torn right now. Right now I'm leaning towards Jalen Hurts, but I like Carson Wentz a lot. I do. Uh, I've been pretty negative on him this year, but uh, I think he can return to being a great quarterback no matter where he is in the league. So looking forward to seeing What's going to happen? It's going to be an exciting offseason when it comes to that. All right, now for the fun stuff. What can you expect from Bird's Banter in the next several months? So, season's over. Um, you know, we're not going to spend time discussing, you know, the matchup against Washington. The, the Eagles are playing for a draft pick right now. They're not playing for the playoffs because they don't have the playoffs. I know Jim Schwartz said we're playing. I forget what his exact words were, but um, basically we don't want the – the Washington football team to get their division hats in our stadium. And I agree, that's that'd be pretty awful to see, even though Washington is the the team that I would like to see win the division. Um, I like Alex Smith a lot. I think everybody in the league does. I think they have a great defense. They probably have the big the best chance at competing in the playoffs out of the NFC. So I would like to see Washington make it. Um, I'm not one of those fans that's going to be like, Cowboys, different story. But I'm not one of those fans that's wishing on um, all the NFC teams to fail and everything because I just enjoy good football. And we haven't seen that from the Eagles. Earlier in the year, everybody, when the Eagles were starting off at a bad rate to the season, 
everybody's looking at the Cowboys like, oh, I hope they lose. Getting mad that Dak, Dak Prescott's having uh, what should have been the best season of his entire career. I'm saying to these people, like, look at the Cowboys and, you know, respect them. They're not a very good football team, but they're going out and competing every single week, and Dak is putting the team on his back. Yes, there there is a whole rivalry between, between us, the fan bases, but come on, like, appreciate good football because we're not seeing it from our, our team at all. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't have a problem seeing Washington make it. Um, it would be kind of bad to see them make it at the link, but what's more valuable, that hour of feeling sorry for yourself or would you rather have the better draft pick that's that's where my head is right now um anyways what can you expect so next week we're going to talk about the season review what went wrong what went right um maybe bring on a guest and then after that we're full-on off season uh we're going to be doing two podcasts every week we're going to be doing youtube videos on the birds banter youtube page and they're not going to be you know, Eagles film review review much anymore. We'll probably break down some Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts throughout the offseason as that story develops. But um, it's going to be more me breaking down college prospects. Last year, I really took a deep dive into prospects, had some great success with predicting some picks for the Eagles um, that uh, that they were going to draft. Jalen Rager, Kayvon Wallace, and Davion Taylor. So looking forward to um, doing some more research, providing my analysis and uh you know insight on these college prospects on who the Eagles should draft who they should stay away from and just reviewing a lot of players so we're going to be doing that on the YouTube page so make sure you subscribe to Birds Banter on YouTube so stay tuned to that um on the podcast we're going to be talking all about positional reviews what they should be doing a wide receiver um draft prospect reviews we're going to be talking about like position positional groups who they should target for the defensive line the cornerback group we're going to have it all. Um, like I said, two podcasts every week, and uh, we're probably going to do Monday and Wednesday. All those details will be out shortly. Make sure you follow us on social media, Birds Banter on Twitter, Birds Banter PHL on Instagram, and uh, that's pretty much it. Um, we're going to have a lot of content coming your way. For a big offseason for the Eagles, I want you guys to all be informed, stay tuned, and uh, you know, just stay, stay involved with the Birds Banter community. I'm going to do some live shows and everything, some giveaways, just to make sure that you guys are getting a full off-season experience um, with a podcast that I hope you guys really enjoy. Um, the listener support has been great, and I uh, just want to take a moment at the end of the podcast here, because this is the last episode of the 2020 um, year. And although I think we can all agree that 2020 has been really wild for a lot of people, um. I just want to say thank you to all the supporters and all the listeners out there for sticking with me all year. This is going on two and a half years of the Birds Banter podcast. Um, this is the f- first full year of me being the sole host. I've brought on some awesome guests this this uh, this year in 2020. Um, just naming a few off the top of my head: we get Elliot Shore Parks, Jeff Mosher, Seamus Clancy, Mike K, Boston Scott, Eagles running back. Um, uh, many others. Um, so sorry if I didn't get everyone because we were doing a ton of guest speakers all year long. So um, thank you for all the guest speakers. Hope you guys enjoyed all those conversations. Um, but I had some some goals for the podcast on listenership and sponsorship, and you know we got the merchandise going going, and 
at the end of 2019, I was thinking, all right, let's set some goals for the podcast. And honestly, every single mark was blown away. And that is largely thanks to all of you. Um, I put in a lot of work and time for this podcast, um, as you guys might imagine. But really, you know, nothing would be possible if it wasn't for all you guys listening every single week. So I definitely appreciate you sticking along with me. And I uh, just want to say thank you. And make sure you stay tuned in 2021 for some great offseason content. If you guys have Eagles fans uh, as friends, family members, please share the podcast. Um, let them know what you think about it. Let me know what you think. Um, DMs are always open on Twitter and Instagram to make sure you let me know um, anything you would like to hear. So, again, thank you so much. Hope you guys all had a great year. Um, very unusual year for everything, not just the Eagles, but everything in life. So, Hope you guys all stayed healthy, happy, and uh, can p- take some positives away from this year. Um, there's been a lot of negative, but I think, you know, in order to move on from 2020, you got to learn your lessons. Look at what the negatives were, figure them out, you know, slingshot of 2021, be great, and uh, let's hope for some better Eagles football. We're going to be, Birds Banter Podcast is going to be here all along the way, so make sure you tune in. Thank you so much, and we will see you next week for more Birds Banter action. Go Birds!